0: And we are recording with Miss Sally Saxon for your third time on the show on Monday, June 26th, 2023 at 3.27 p.m. Eastern Time Um, and uh, COVID-19 vaccines and beyond. The link to that will be in the description, which you wrote, obviously, with the wonderful Dr. Thorpe. And um, so the first time you're on, we talked about that book and we kind of leaned into at the end of it synthetic biology and then our second episode we talked um, almost exclusively about synthetic biology and how i mean it really does start to get into this i mean almost a spiritual biblical religious whatever you want to call it good versus evil uh conundrum and that is where we are going to jump yet again to uh today and uh but with that miss saxon i will let you take over the show (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, thank you so much, Tommy. It's uh, great to see you again. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you always make things very interesting, Yeah, you know, for your guests. So, uh, right, yeah, so this this is kind of the book that started it off, that Tommy mentioned, uh, COVID-19 vaccines and beyond, what the medical industrial complex is not telling us, that I co-wrote with uh, Dr. Jim Thorpe and Dr. Deborah Biglione. And as Tommy was saying, that was sort of the subject of the first interview, and they got into, you know, you know, what's behind all things COVID? Yeah, you know, what's the big picture here? Yeah, and so that's when we got into like, you know, what's in the shots? Uh, what's uh, in the all the technology that's available today? And a lot of the statements by, you know, the wealthy elites uh, and their their people about where this is all leading to. And you know, talking about you know the um, changing what it means to be human. So that's where you get into the transhumanism, and and then beyond that, even getting into synthetic biology, where they're seeking to uh, make everything synthetic, even life. You know, all kinds of synthetic life forms that really totally changes you know what it means to be human and. And so as I was thinking a lot about how do I even get started now on, on this topic we're going to today, because when we discussed the transhumanism and, and uh synthetic biology some last time, yeah, you know, as you mentioned, you know we got into the issue about you know the nature of the those, uh, spiritual war uh, that we're in. And uh, because there's really I think when you look at the totality of the evidence, uh, you know statements by the wealthy elites themselves, you know documents, just all the events that have happened, you can't come to any other conclusion but that their agenda, you know, is to change what it means to be human, and and then what we focused on last time were really was really the spiritual foundations of that which is when you're trying to change what it means to be human, that means you're playing God. Mm-hmm. And so the war between good and evil is a war against God. You've got those trying to play God and to um, try to direct you know, evolution uh, versus you know God's creation, on the other hand, where they're seeking to destroy all that God created all the good that God created. And you've got a devil who is not a God, he's a spiritual being, but a created being. And then you have God who is also a spirit, uh, but he is creator. So he is over everything. And you've got this uh, devil, it's called Satan, Lucifer, different names You know, for him, seeking to exalt himself above God, become God, higher than God, and to replace his own image with the image of God. Because uh, as we mentioned before, like we human beings were created in the image of God. And so when when man, human beings, created beings, uh, kind of um, motivated, inspired by the devil, seek to replace that image with the image of satan that's where you get this spiritual war you know going on that's and that's what i would say is the ultimate end game mm. uh you know a lot of people talk you know tommy i'm sure you you've spoken to some of the the folks who are talking about and you know, when they're talking about all things covid and they want they see all the evil and the damage that's being done and people being killed like people are saying what's yeah, you know, what's the the goal of these people who are perpetrating this? You know, but and a lot of them will will talk about as we have. You know, it's not just greed, but they may stop at saying it's about power and control, and it is that, but it's more than that. And uh, but a lot of people kind of stop there, and so um, what we ended up talking about before. You know, when we were discussing spiritual foundations you know, uh, of transhumanism, synthetic biology, and how it uh, just stood in opposition to, you know, all things God, uh, then, you know, it's like, okay, how do we protect ourselves, you know, against this, this onslaught uh, of attacks from, you know, it's like from every direction. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're attacking not just our physical bodies and our and our health, but also, you know, finances, our whole economy, yeah, you know, of the nations, of the world, as well as individual, you know, finances. You know, they're they're attacking, you know, the whole education system by changing the whole curriculum you know they're changing the cultures we've got the cancel culture so they're they're just you know seeking to destroy us from every which way uh and because they're looking to uh implement the great reset you know as i'm sure many of your guests have talked about uh as uh famously you know, represented Schraub by close
0: all his all book RRE, but, yeah
1: Yes. And all those. And, uh, and so we've got the great reset and COVID was their big opportunity that they created yeah, in order uh, to uh, give themselves op- a quantum
0: Opportunity. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> that, right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Very, very, very convenient for them that that just happened.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, they're all, so prophetic, so,
0: you know, it's just so perfect. Like a hand in a glove, just, huh.
1: Yeah, fits so nicely. So we've got the Great Reset, but the thing is that God also has His Great Reset, which many have called the Great Awakening. Mm. And and uh, I see the Great Awakening in two uh, branches actually. And one branch or one aspect of it is awakening people to what's really going on in the world, Mm -hmm. like the, the globalist agenda. And how all things COVID was all pre-planned, pre-engineered, uh, and you know it wasn't just something that happened, you know, out of the blue. Uh, and so a lot of people are waking up to that. And thanks to people like you, Tommy, you know, there are, you know many platforms, you know, which are helping to get the truth out to reach as many people as possible. And you know that's so important because I mean, can you imagine where we'd be? if we didn't have people like you and your podcast and all the, the many guests that you bring on and all the other podcasters and interview shows that are trying to get, get the truth out there about, you know, what does the CDC data show? What, you know, what a do Pfizer's documents show? Uh, you know, we would really well, be in there
0: at the very uh, least. It's the opportunity for people to think for themselves. That's yeah, I felt I, I, you, I will have to remain humble to the day I die as much as I'm convinced of, you know, who I interview and what they say, who knows, maybe I'm incorrect, but people deserve to use their own adult fully formed brains, observe all the data and then come to their own conclusions. And at the very least, I feel like that's what I have to try to provide.
1: Right. Right. And and so thank you uh, for that. Of course. And, uh, uh, and so one of the things about me is I love to connect the dots of the big picture. You know, it's like, I want to know what is the big picture? Yeah, yeah. And to you know, connect the dots between different people, events, situations that, you know, many people don't see any connection between. Uh, but when we're looking at something as pervasive and humongous as the globalist agenda which affects every issue in everybody's life. Uh, you know, we kind of take a look back and you think, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. How, where do we even start to fight this? You know, what can an individual do? What can a family do? What can any nation do you know, to protect ourselves from this or to you know, fight against this uh, evil globalist agenda? And so that's where the second aspect of the great awakening comes into play, because it's not just enough. I mean, it's important. We need to understand the big agenda, the globalist agenda, and what it is, uh, as well as, you know, what are their strategies and tactics that they use, the ways and methods that they use to deceive so many people, you know, all over the world, kind of all at the same time, you know we have to understand so the agenda and the, the their ways in order to protect ourselves from being deceived. Because otherwise, if we don't understand those things, we can easily be deceived. Hmm. And it's like, hopefully, after the last few years, you know, there are a lot, as more more people wake up to, you know, the, the truths about all things COVID, it's, they're going to want to not be deceived anymore but like how do you how do you not be deceived and so that's kinda of what we we're gonna to discuss today and Len um, can I share my screen here?
0: Yep, you should, uh, should still be okay. able to, yeah.
1: Okay, so <clears throat> are you seeing that okay? Yes ma'am. Okay, so, so basically uh, what we've got here is at the end of the last interview, we were talking about you know spiritual warfare, and uh, so we've got the Great Reset versus the Great Awakening, and you know if you're asking why is this a spiritual war, I mean just look at their the actions and the words of, of the globalists, and I want to get into that a little bit more and show and remind people like what did, has like uh, Yuval Noah Harari said. Uh, that is so shocking and kind of unimaginable, you know, to, to us. But uh, the thing is, you know, as we'll see, if we're in a spiritual war, we have to uh, respond in a spiritual way. Mm. And God has provided us that, but, you know, a lot of people aren't familiar with that. How do we do that? How do you fight a spiritual war with spiritual weapons? So that's what we want to talk about you know fighting and protecting against and even overcoming the globalist agenda and you can look at this on a few different levels as I've suggested here like the individual level the national level and a worldwide level so at the very least everybody ought to be concerned with okay how do I protect myself and my family you know from all these things and so uh, here's some statements by uh, Harari you know for those who may uh, maybe haven't, uh, you know, seen them before, but, uh, you know, being the, the close personal advisor to Klaus Schwab from the World Economic Forum, and and people and leaders, political leaders all around the world listen to this guy. And But when you first hear his statements, I mean, even if you hear them multiple times, it's still kind of shocking that any human being could actually think these things. But This is how they think, and you know. So it's very important to understand that. Okay, these wealthy elites and these people who are saying things like this—they do not think like we do, like the rest of us. Normal people do not think this way, Uh, and so—and that's an important point because uh, it's you know when it comes to being able to believe that people who are entrusted. With uh, our best interests when it comes to like COVID, mm-hmm. all things COVID, and yet one big problem is that so many people haven't have had trouble believing or refused to believe that those people entrusted to protect us, like CDC, even big pharma and so forth, you know, it's hard to believe that they could lie to us about something as important as our health and matters of life and death but when you understand that these people think differently than we do they think they they don't think like a normal person there's something else going on there uh that hmm you know this is where the spiritual part comes into play again Mm. let me go back here um okay so one of his statements was that uh The thing they will remember from the COVID crisis is this is the moment when everything went digital. This was the moment when everything became monitored that we agreed to be surveilled all the time. And maybe most importantly, this was the moment when surveillance started going under the skin because really we haven't seen anything yet. The big process that's happening right now in the world is hacking human beings. Tommy, Did you uh, pray to be uh, surveilled all the time?
0: I was gonna say when you said there's something going on, of, you know what it's kind of like. It's like when you see a wild animal, and even if you're not around animal, like I like I live in a city. I've grown up in the suburbs. I've never been like a wildlife, outdoorsy person, but even I have like an innate, human instinct. You know when you see like um, an animal and its eyes are fogged over that's like a sign of rabies or you know if, if it's like chewing its own foot or something even people I guess what I'm trying to get at is like even people who aren't outdoors wildlife people like me like city boys who have Oh, I go, go to the grocery store to get food even we have like this thing where you can just billions of years of evolution have driven it into you that you know if that bird has foam around its mouth or you know something is odd something's off the animal's sick there's something you don't even have to know what there's just something that's part of you that's like number one that animal's sick and then what's number two get away from it right that's what i kind of think when i see this when you when you see these people that are otherwise they you know they're evil but they're intelligent but the whole everything about it you just why why do you want to be around kids why do you want to convince kids why do you want to teach kids about about anal sex like there's something you see where you go well you know you're you're 18 or older whatever you do in the privacy of your own home that's what you do you're an adult go for it why why are why do you want to dress up as a as like some weird clown demon and read to children what why why do you want to wave (laughs) dildos around in front of children on a street What, what 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 is that and then you go back away like back away
1: yeah and those are great examples and and even like in the context of covid um you know how can people totally ignore all of the blaring safety signals and all the massive data mountains of data of all the injury and harm that have been done by the covid shots Mm. and even by the uh, covid treatment protocols in 2020 you know um how how could they look at, uh, you know, just totally ignore all that damage, which they knew about, but how can they ignore it and not even care and not say, oh, my gosh, we need to pause this campaign and, and reassess what we're doing, you know, yeah. that, like they used to do, you know, like in the in 1976 swine yeah, flu
0: campaign. Flying, yeah, there's 25 deaths and they shut it down nationally.
1: Yeah. And and here, I mean, they had way more deaths, even within that same time period of the first couple months, and yet they did nothing and kept continuing the safe and effective mantra the whole time. And so, you know, where is their soul? Where is mm. their compassion? Mm. You know, some, so something else is driving these people, and that's why we call it evil. And when you get into that, then you're into spiritual the spiritual realm. So that's why... You know, spiritual warfare and understanding it is is so important. So let me just share a few other mm-hmm. of, of his uh, statements because it just uh, it really is mind-boggling. So let's see. Yeah, he's talking about having the ability to monitor people under the skin, and this is the biggest game-changer of all. Uh-huh. So then he says, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? I mean, did we have future masters? Did we have masters of the planet? Where where did they come from? You know, uh, but how will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data, because those who control the data, he says, control the future. And and then he says, control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships, by hacking organisms. Elites may elites, get that, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can also re-engineer it. And, and that's what the uh, synthetic biology was about, where you kind of sort of take apart, you know, all the building blocks that God put together and you reassemble them in a different way, you know, and to get a different result that, these people think is better. Um, so and then here's a here's a few more that are', that are key to all this. And yeah, you know, I, I kind of want to emphasize these statements by somebody like Harari because he has such powerful influence for reasons which are hard to understand uh, uh, except that you know other people who are working, or the same agenda and supporting the same agenda, you know, think he's brilliant um, and they have the same values. Uh, but, you know, I think it's really important for the rest of us to be very aware of these kinds of things. And uh, I mean, these are not statements I'm making up. Uh, you know that. These are statements he is uh, on video, mm. you know, saying things that he's he said and, and some of them in, in writing as well. So he says, uh, free will is over, and we are really upgrading humans into gods. For instance, the power to re-engineer life. And then he goes off on the, you know, 99% of human qualities and abilities are simply redundant for the performance of most modern jobs. And in one speech entitled, Will the Future Be Human? He said, we're probably one of the last generations of homo sapiens. We will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. These will be the main products of the 21st century economy. Okay, well, at the bottom, I just added, okay, now compare this, what the Bible says about these kinds of things. In in the New Testament, in the book of Romans, one of the statements is, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator. Does that, does that kind of sum sum up you know, that part? Uh, I mean, you know, what Harari has to say is, you know, what do you, what do you do with statements like that? I mean, even a few years ago, you know, people hadn't heard of him. Hmm. Uh, do you remember when you first heard
0: of him actually i think it was so i started this podcast in december 2019 i think that summer beforehand i read his book um sapiens Sapiens. because i just i just heard about it and it's for me like starting the podcast is kind of like old testament new testament like my life has changed so wildly i mean in terms of the number of people i've talked to and also in terms of like spiritual connectivity to God. But no, I just remember reading that on the... I was doing graphic design at the time, and I used to just listen to audiobooks. And I listened to it, and I didn't I wasn't really that impressed with it because it, ju- it just sounded like a rehash of um, Bill Bryson's A Short History of Nearly Everything, where it's from mm. the Big Bang till now. So just on one hand, I was like, it just kind of feels plagiarized. I do remember vividly, though. This is before I ever knew who he was but, or before I ever knew it. World Economic Forum was, and this was probably like five six months before covid I do vividly remember the last chapter of his book, and that's mm-hmm. what I would maybe advise people to go to because I do remember it just thinking it was unique, not not good or bad now I would say it's probably bad, but at the time just thinking it was unique it was it was it was it was definitely a, a method of thinking I hadn't heard before it was. As technology progresses and as humans and our minds, we start to link up to machines and inevitably merge, our very understanding of abstract ideas of self and consciousness and existence will start to blur. And it, I do, I've, I, most books I read, I, there's normally one or two things I remember from it and the rest I just throw out. I do remember the last chapter, a very long answer to your question. I do remember the last chapter of his book and that was probably summer 2019. I just remember thinking in hindsight, it does seem if you go back and read it, it does read like a evil villain speech from a movie. Like we will forget what it means to be human. You will no longer care. You will merge with the machine, but it was very odd. Long answer to your question.
1: Yeah. And, and so that's what comes up against, you know, God's creation and what God intended, you know, life to be. So, uh, Another thing I, I didn't mention last time, but I wanted to bring it out here. Uh, you've, you're probably familiar with this, but in September uh, of last year, uh, the Biden administration had an executive order, you know, called uh, advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing innovation for a sustainable, safe, and secure American bioeconomy. And so, you know, when you're you read titles like these things are just like the titles of acts that Congress passes. It always is really the opposite of of what
0: it's a euphemism. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And so when they talk about sustainable, safe, and secure, (laughs) no. no. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the troubling part about this was Says we need to develop genetic engineering technologies and techniques to be able to write circuitry for cells and predictably program biology in the same way in which we write uh, software and program computers. You know, unlock the power of biological data. Remember what Harari said yeah, about data?
0: Yeah, who controls that controls the future.
1: Yeah. And so this, this came from you know, Biden. Uh, Okay, so this is a a priority that they're, you know, funding, seeking to fund. So it's our own government now getting behind this same uh, agenda uh, to change what it means to be human. And uh, let's see. Okay, so then uh, last time I shared a few scriptures about spiritual warfare, but I added uh, one here. Um, It's uh, from the Old Testament, one of the Old Testament prophets says it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the lord so you know there again it, it's something the power is coming from god's you know spirit and and his, uh, his spirit within us and then again from the ephesians whoops what did i do uh yeah sorry no you're good uh, yeah I hit something accidentally. Uh, This one kind of lays out that, okay, we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, that's the spiritual world, against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. And uh, and then 2 Corinthians, you know, we're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. How many of those have we heard? You know, many false arguments of human reasoning. And uh, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. And this is one of the things that I mentioned last time, too, that, you know, these same people who've lied to us about all things COVID have also lied to us about all things God. Mm-hmm and you know his nature his power his plan his purpose you know his his destiny that he's planned for every you know individual and uh, all the blessings that he has and uh you know so all those things that we've been lied to about so for those who um maybe not had a personal relationship with god in the past you know i want to strongly encourage you to reconsider because you know, in order to fight this war against people like you know the, the the wealthy elites, as exemplified by Harari's statements, you know we're we're all going to need that protection, and mm. especially you know when you consider things like all the synthetic life forms, in synth- and, and organisms like the synthetic foods, the synthetic mm-hmm. beef, synthetic chicken, all these things that they want to replace our, our food supply with. And they've already been working on sort of poisoning our food supply with this technology so that we can't really get away from it. So like everybody, whether you've been vaccinated or unvaxxed, it doesn't matter. It's like all of us need to be, uh, you know, mindful of the of how far they've come with their agenda and, and what they continue to want to do and intend to do, you know, if they aren't stopped first. And, and this is one of the things about the, um, the Great Awakening, Tommy, you know, on the spiritual aspect, the spiritual leg of the Great Awakening, uh, we haven't yet seen, you know, what God is going to do
0: hmm.
1: to counteract all the evil. I mean, God is very patient and long suffering, we know, and we don't understand all his ways, uh or why he does certain things or why he hasn't intervened in a in a different way now. But actually part of that, uh, which is not part of what I was thinking about talking about today, but I'll I'll just mention it, is you know, way back at the beginning when he first created mankind. And he gave mankind the authority.
0: Well, it's free will.
1: uh, Yeah, and, and, and authority and dominion over all the living things and over the earth. So he delegated certain authority to mankind. And then mankind, at the beginning, kind of messed it all up. Well, and that's where Jesus came into play. Jesus came back and took back the authority and now releases it to people you know, who believe in him and trust in him. And and that's a part, important part of that. But uh, that's a topic for another day. Uh, but I just wanted to mention that, you know, it's like, well, we don't, there are certain things and situations where God does, you know, just directly intervenes to, you know, stop things to, uh, or to make certain things happen on you know, his timetable. But then there's a whole bunch of things where God has delegated his authority to us. And so if things are all messed up, you know, we're to blame, you know, for that. Uh, we can't say, oh, that's an act of God when, no, it's like, I gave you authority to take care of that. And this is your mess, you know, but he doesn't leave us without hope because he says, I've provided a way out for you. Mm. I've provided Provided solutions for you, you know. I provided healing. I provided a way for healing, you know, for you. And and I'll get to one of those uh, points in the in a moment. Uh, but uh, anyway, let's see where we're at. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. In fact, here we are right now. Um, one of the very popular verses in in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. Uh, I call it God's prescription for healing and restoring our land or our nation. But uh, I forgot to put the citation, but it's 2 Chronicles 7.14, 2 Chronicles 7.14, if anybody is interested. But He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And that's in our book. And uh, also, in fact, all the Harari statements that I quoted earlier, those are in our book also. Uh, but, you know, God's given us his prescription for this, you know, it's like simple. Um, and at the bottom of the, the slide here, uh, I have, one of God's many promises, one of my favorite verses where he talks about, you know, no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has even conceived of the things that he's prepared for those who love him.
0: I've and, never, I've never heard that one before.
1: Yeah, that one's in uh, Second or in yeah, in Corinthians. I'll have to send you the please, citation for
0: it. Yeah, please, please, do, can you pull that? You can pull that back up? I'm going yeah, to sure. I'm gonna screenshot it just for myself. Yeah. Got it. All right. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I, so like that.
0: It, I, I like that a lot. I like that. I'd never heard that. What no high has seen, what no year has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, things that God has prepared for those who love him.
1: Yeah. And so you can see where this is going. It's like, for those who love him. Hmm. Well, you know, so we have to examine our own hearts. Do we love God? If we say we do or think we do, how do we show that in our lives? Do we demonstrate that? Can he tell that we love him by the way we we treat him? Um, and also in the, the verse about the uh, the healing uh, above that at the top of the slide, he's he's talking about if my people were called by my name. So it's those who are in that relationship, you know, with God, that he's saying are the key. Uh, to healing their land, healing our land hmm. and seeing the land, because and and this goes uh, to Tommy, you know it's it's not just it's not just forgiveness or, or repenting and seeking forgiveness for our own individual sins. Uh, there are many examples in the Bible of of leaders repenting on behalf of their nation. Mm-hmm. Or repenting on behalf of their people group, or or something, and um, a lot of people aren't aware of this. But over the past many years, there have been a lot of um, uh, well, how should I call them? Sort of uh, meetings of repentance, uh, where you know, like white people would get together with some of the Native Indians and repent. Or, you know, whites and blacks and repent of their sins, you know, against, you know, the the people group, um, you know, repenting on behalf of our nation, you know, against various things that like our, our leaders, uh, the sins of our leaders. Um, So we can do that too and impact what's happening, you know, on a greater level, like a national level. Or a state level, or a community level, you know, some some level higher than just our own life or our family's life, and uh, so there are ways to do that. And some people kind of know that they have a calling that that's what they are to do to to repent even on behalf of the nation to to pray and intercede for the nation, uh, and uh, that's an, an exciting thing. Um, lots of stories about that okay so this next slide i want to share you know i, I kind of let know your enemy so if we're going to fight effectively against an, an enemy we can't see you know we need to learn a little bit about you know how who is this enemy how do they work uh what is their nature so uh is a book from the book of revelations the devil is called that ancient serpent called the devil or Satan who leads the whole world astray. Does that seem to fit mm-hmm. the, the last, not just the last few years, but especially the last few years? Yeah, he certainly has done that. And then uh, this is a big one the second one Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It's not surprising then uh, if his servants. Uh, also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. So, you know, that's telling us that, you know, one of Satan's ways, you can look at a lot of the people who are doing these very evil acts, like some of the ones you referred to earlier, uh, like among our top politicians and other business leaders and executives who look very normal you know in their in their appearance they don't necessarily look evil like they aren't wearing real dark clothing with all these weird things yeah. i mean they look very normal and maybe even very you know righteous righteous just talks about being in right standing with god hmm. that's what it means being in right standing with god and so a lot a lot of these people our leaders who have been leading us astray because of the spiritual influence that they have allowed in their life to uh, use their power and authority to lead, you know, the, the nations astray. Uh, you know, they look very normal, but as that verse, you know, talks about, you know, Satan as masquerades. So when you're masquerading, you know, you, you put on, you have, You put on a different appearance that makes you look, you know, to be something other than what you are, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing Mm -hmm. or, yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. Then next, the third one down says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And so... I have a question there. It's like, who is most vulnerable to being attacked? You yes. know? The, just think on that one for a, a mm-hmm. moment, uh, just something for people to consider. And then uh, another one tells us the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said that he came that we may have life and have it to the full or have it more abundantly. And then the last couple ones. The devil was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he's a liar and the father of lies. And then uh, the last one there, the serpent deceived me. This is Eve in the Garden of Eden saying, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So, uh, you know well we'll talk in a moment about this, the serpent too and the significance of that although that that's not a main point for today but then at the very bottom in the book of Isaiah it talks uh about where God is speaking about Lucifer uh who was originally created as a beautiful being
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and in a very high place you know in God's kingdom but here's what what happened. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will be like the Most High. And So that's like Satan talking.
0: Yeah.
1: Where he's trying to exalt himself. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be equal to or even above God the Creator. So at the end, God says, yet yeah, you will we'll be, be brought, brought down. down. You know, to the lowest depths. And <laughs> And so uh, that's about that. So um, so now I, I want to talk about um, spiritual weapons, you know, some specific things. and you, know, and there are weapons of defense and weapons of offense, mm-hmm. just like you know, in a sports competition. Sure, you've got both sides. So um, but like in the game of football, I think that's the only example I can think of. Maybe you can think of some others, Tommy, where uh, a team cannot win unless the offense scores. The yeah. offense has to be good.
0: Yeah, you can but your in defense. Football, yeah.
1: Technically, the defense could score some points if they return a uh, an interception or a fumble. Well, a
0: better one might be baseball then, where your defense can be lights out, but technically to win the game you have to have more points on the board. Yeah. And it's defense yeah. can defense does often win but technically to win the game you have to have more points.
1: Well, yeah, but the defense if you're just talking if a if a team in baseball never got up to bat.
0: Yeah, that that's my they, point is like so defense can only score. go so far. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can play, play a great defense and prevent the other side from scoring, but if you know yeah. doesn't score, you're you're in, you're in trouble. So, uh, so there are some weapons we could talk about as being more defensive uh, than for the offense, uh, and some maybe a little bit of both. But these weapons, like we saw in the verse earlier, are not like earthly weapons at all. And some of them are very surprising because you think, um, this sounds pretty foolish, Hmm. you know, that these things could be considered to be spiritual weapons. But, uh, you know, the Bible also talks about how God uses the foolish things of the world uh, to shame the wise. Hmm. And so God's ways are like so totally different, you know, from ours or like upside down and or totally opposite and so what what might look foolish to the world is exactly god's yeah person just like he he can choose a foolish what looks to be a foolish person but use them uh for his purposes so uh, you know we have to understand some things here so uh this is um okay so defense uh And again, this is not an exhaustive list or an exhaustive exhaustive discussion, but just an introduction to some of these things where uh, on the defense, there's the whole armor of God. You know, if you have armor on, then the devil tries to throw fiery darts at you. You know, you've got your armor on so that they can't pierce through you. So what is this armor of God? uh okay he says so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes and uh says okay so verse 13 so put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand so he says stand firm then with the belt of truth so truth is one of the weapons uh, and then the breastplate of righteousness in place. So righteousness, as I mentioned wow. earlier, is talking about being in right standing with God, you know, just following what, what how God says we should live. Uh, so if we're, if, if we're living our life that way, and then having your feet fitted with, uh, you know, the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So, you know, it's, you know, having that in, in in our arsenal and then taking up the shield of faith okay that's obviously a defensive weapon the shield of faith which can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one now think about that that's a pretty powerful statement Mm. your faith can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one How, how does that work faith you can't see it you know but here it's telling us it's very powerful and then the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and praying in the spirit on all occasions. So that's some of the defensive uh, weaponry that God has provided, with, provided us with. And you can see how um, these are weapons anybody can use. You know, it's like when you think about man's weapons, you know, big tanks or you know, even guns or whatever, you know, not not everybody can just do that, use those things. Uh, you know, it, for some, it takes a certain maybe physical strength uh, to use them or, you know, who knows what, but, uh, and, and, and they require special training to know how to use them. And these uh, spiritual weapons also require special kinds of weapon or special kinds of training know how to use them properly so that they can be effective but the point i want to make is that they are available to people you know who have that personal relationship with god Mm. uh that because he wants to make everything possible available to us so we can fight effectively against the devil who's trying to kill and destroy us so so that was a little bit about uh, the defensive weapons. You know, what about the the offense? Uh, so this this gets to be a bit interesting too. Um, and again, these are not exhaustive lists, but <clears throat> uh, just some samples to give you an idea of, of what we're talking about when we when we re- refer to spiritual weapons. Okay. Well, salvation. What does that mean? Well, that means being forgiven of your sins, because we are all sinners in one way or another. And sin is not, you know, what people, a lot of people think it is. Uh, and salvation is available to everyone. It's God's will that everyone be saved. But he knows not everyone will choose that. But, but that is a weapon. And then truth, uh, God's written word. And uh, there was an acronym that somebody made up a uh for the Bible. I don't know where this came from, but they call it the basic instructions before leaving earth, which I thought was kind of kind of good, mm-hmm. because that's really kind of what it is. So truth, and then praise and worship. Um, there's an example uh, in the Old Testament of the power of that, and, which uh, I really love, and it's, it's a very popular verse, but it's a situation where uh, the children of Israel were surrounded by like three enemy armies and they didn't know what to do. Cause it's like, they're outnumbered, you know, like, Oh, what do we do? So uh, the leader sought God for instructions and strategy. Like, what do we do here? And uh, like we so often need to in situations we find ourselves in like, Lord, what do I, what do I do to solve this problem? So God gave a very unlikely instruction, like he sent, basically, send the praise team out. It's like, what? Send the praise team out ahead of the army. Yeah. And so to make a long story short, what happened was they did that. The praisers went out in front of of the army, and the enemies, armies, all ended up killing themselves off, killing each other off. Hmm they left so much in spoils that it took the Israelites three days to collect all the spoils. How do you explain that? Yeah, that, That's totally supernatural because in the natural, it makes no sense. And, and so for all these kinds of things, you know, we kind of have to change our thinking. And when we study the, the Bible, it does change our thinking, you know, it just like, being uh, in public schools today they change your thinking you know changes your thinking so um because they're trying to get you to think a certain way the the difference being that the bible i believe based on as we discussed before based on my uh, all my research and the research of many others who came before me as to whether the bible is true or not is that is it really what it claims to be or not and i've concluded that yes you know it is and that's why people have found so much power you know in it so when god says something like send the phrasers out it's like oh we would never have thought of doing that in the natural as a way of conquering these enemies but yeah
0: Yeah, it's yeah it's yeah. yeah, go out and pray or go out and 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 say what is right. Yeah, it seems like a counterintuitive, almost almost waste of time. But it's like maybe that's what it takes. Is is seeing people st- even online, right? Not a battlefield, but even people yeah. online who just will call. You know, they see like a a dude in a thong dancing in front of kids, and people will just comment like, "This is wrong." Like there is power in that to feel like you're not alone, and thinking like, "This isn't right, man." Like, there is something wrong here. Like, even simply just acknowledging truth and vocalizing it into the world. There is power in that.
1: Yes. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a minute uh, as well, um, power of our words. Um, But there's there's so much that we don't understand. That's why God says, it's by my spirit. So if we have, just like... uh, the wealthy elites, you know, at the top appear to be kind of filled with the spirit of the devil, the mm-hmm. spirit of Satan, you know, and, you know, evil spirits and their lives and decisions and, and so forth are controlled, you know, by that spirit, you know, God makes it possible for us to have his spirit living inside us because, you know, we are three part beings, spirit, soul, and body. And uh, But most people think that we're primarily a physical body that happens to have a spirit in our soul. When in fact, I believe that the Bible teaches, no, we're primarily spiritual beings that happens to live in a physical body for a time, and we have a soul. So, you know, again, that affects like your worldview and, you know, how you see the world uh and and how you deal with these issues, so the key is uh if the wealthy elites are filled with the spirit of Satan that's driving them, God's saying it's by my spirit, you know, he wants his spirit living in us. Hmm. so you know a topic for another day you know how do we how do we activate the spirit of God within us, and how do we know that it's that we're being led by the spirit of God and not by you know the the devil hmm. uh, the demonic spirits cuz they're out to get us. Uh anyway, uh so another uh spiritual weapon uh, that's very powerful is prayer. And um you know, you oh, gosh, I can't tell you how many examples I've heard of people who've prayed uh and their prayers were answered, even when they're praying for somebody or a situation, you know, very far away, because there's no distance in the spirit realm. You know, and uh, you can get into some quantum physics issues talking about that as well. But but that's a weapon. It's a very powerful weapon. And all of us can pray. You know, the devil can't stop us from praying. Mm. And uh, and then repentance. Uh, we. You know, I shared that verse about, you know, if my people who are called by my name, you know, will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, you know, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. And so repentance is very, very powerful weapon uh, that can be used like even in personal relationships, you know, like, let's say a marriage uh, where the husband and wife just cannot get along you know, at all, if if they humble themselves and repent of their sin in the relationship, regardless of what the other one does, you know, they can restore uh, that relationship in a, in a lot of ways, because when you repent that, and you humble yourself and acknowledge that, yeah, you know, I, I've messed up, I, I've hurt that other person, I did some things that, that weren't right, then God's grace is released. Hmm. God's power, yeah, you know, God's God's power into the situation. So, again, it's like when we humble ourselves, that's the key to God's God's grace, hmm. and the scriptures say that. So, those are powerful weapons as well, because the the enemy is trying to bring division, you know, between families, the husband and wife, between you know parents and children you know between neighbors you know between all kinds of people and so when we humble ourselves uh we can experience the grace of god and see something happen that would not otherwise happen uh so you can see that these are weapons that anybody you know can can use and then uh another one is staying within god's protective boundaries in other words, if he says, you know, don't do this, like, don't go with the the harlot down yeah. the street, the prostitute, you're going to end up in trouble, young man, yeah. if you do that. Uh, so I'm just trying to protect you. Uh, well, if you decide to exercise your free will to go outside those boundaries, uh, that's a problem. But, you know, if you, if you uh, stay within those boundaries, then... And just say no to the temptations. You know that that can be a weapon as well. And then forgiveness. Um, oh my goodness, that that's a big one, a really big one. Uh, and I think people don't realize how much unforgiveness can impact their lives. And even uh, there are many many testimonies of how unforgiveness actually is related to some kind of disease condition in their body.
0: Hmm. Uh,
1: as I've heard many, many testimonies of when people forgave another person, suddenly like their cancer would disappear. Seriously.
0: Well, well I think we can, even without those testimonies, I mean, I think we can all probably attest to you, there is a, a lightness when you release a grudge. Or when you tell someone you were wrong, or even if you weren't wrong and you say, but you accept an apology, I think we can all, you know, you don't need a microscope or a scale. I think we've all felt it. There is yeah. a, there is a loosening. There is a, you aren't holding on to this slimy, angry, painful thing. It's your, yeah. you're letting it go.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and there's freedom yeah. in that once you let go.
0: Yeah. You stop yeah. giving it control over you.
1: Right. And unforgiveness is often talked about as it's like when when you refuse to forgive somebody, it's like you're drinking the poison and expecting it to to yeah. kill the other person.
0: Yeah. There's... When
1: in fact like it's only hurting you. And and so once we experience that and realize that and experience the freedom that comes with humbling ourselves and admitting, you know, we're wrong, whatever we've done to hurt somebody. Yeah. There's real power in that. And, and reconciliation often, hopefully most often of the relationship, which then can make your whole life a lot better. Hmm. Think of a husband and wife, you know, forgive each other and really experience the power of God's grace. And now, you know, they aren't quarreling, they aren't squabbling, they aren't, you know, experience all those negative emotions that come along with, you know, with a bad relationship. And then how, is it, how do, does that affect their kids? Yeah. So, you know, even just one simple act of, of forgiveness, you know, can really impact your life in a, in a major way. And a lot of these these spiritual weapons actually can be used by even people who don't have a relationship with God because some of are just spiritual principles. Mm. And so they will work for anyone, you know, like the forgiveness. It's like a spiritual principle. It'll work for anyone. But the key is when you, when you have, it's still extremely important to have that personal relationship with God for a lot of other reasons. Uh, but, uh, but a lot of these principles will still work. Um, and then how about just love and kindness as, as a spiritual weapon? You know, when, when somebody treats you uh, very poorly or does something to hurt you, instead of retaliating against them, and, I mean, Jesus spoke about that. You know, it's, it's no longer eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, it's like, no, you know bless those who persecute you mm. and and pray for those who curse you. And uh, you know there's real power in that because if you let the other person uh, determine your response and your action, then they're controlling you. You've given away your power to them yep. to control you. But if you choose and exercise your free will, Uh, you know, to uh, forgive them or show them love despite how they treat you. You know, it has to bring about a change in the other person. You know, we've probably all had some examples in our life. But, uh, yeah, it's like just show loving kindness to somebody who's trying to hurt you. Because how many more times do you think they're going to try and hurt you if you keep coming back with acts of loving and kindness?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to not to uh, uh, abruptly uh, cut this off, uh, I do have to. I do have to get ready for the next one. But sure. uh, Miss Saxon, can you please um can you please send me a text and we'll schedule the next one again sooner than later? Okay. Because I I know I, I, I there's a reason I keep having you on. It's because I I do agree with everything you're saying. I do think that there's there's underlying spiritual battle that. You know, you're correct, you can't you can't necessarily put it on a scale. You can't pull out a, a battle map and say this is where it is and this is where it's not. It's not a missile, it's not a gun. But I think it's becoming more and more apparent to to people and I, I mean I have friends who are, you know, atheists, but and and they'll and they'll they'll say kind of privately, like, Yeah, I mean something weird's going on. Like I think everyone has an inkling of it. And um yeah, I'd love to have you back on to talk about it because I think that this could serve perhaps as some sort of scaffolding for people who are trying to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah well, yeah I'd be happy to thank you so much because it, it's so important you know that people learn how, how to protect themselves, how mm-hmm. to calm all the fear and trauma and and you know lo- uh, well yeah loneliness, uh despair hopelessness mm. cuz there's so much of that in the world you know driving people to suicide and we don't want that mm. you know how can we help people overcome those things so that's what we're trying to do here
0: well shoot so, me shoot me a text and we'll get the next one on very quickly okay,
1: okay. sounds great says, thank you so much tommy
0: thank you so much and thank you for that quote i did take a screenshot of that i'm I'm gonna make that the background on my computer. That about no oh, cool. no IS seen or no. I really I I genuinely did like that. Thank you very much. I, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to have to have learned something new today. But with that, Miss Saxon, thank you so much, guys. Please go into the description. Please go grab the book. And Miss um, Saxon, you please shoot me a text, and I will get back to you this evening or by tomorrow morning. We'll get the next one scheduled. Okay, sounds
1: great. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. much. To- thank
0: you, thank you, so much. Thank you so, uh, for watching, everybody. Take care. God bless. Peace.